Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hey chickens, uh, here is an email from uh, Scott uh, who says, I just found and of course subscribed to your podcast. Welcome Scott, I'm sorry <laughs> it stopped all of a sudden <laughs> when you first found it. Um, I tried to explain what went wrong, uh, mother does not have enough time in her life. Um, I hope you're coping with the hot weather to come. Yeah, it was fine, I think, I don't know. It's It's cold at the moment in Sydney, I mean... Everyone thinks it's cold, but it's like seven or eight degrees, which sounds cold. But, you know, I grew up in Melbourne where it gets down to zero. Um, You know, I remember being out at three o'clock in the morning and it was one degree. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, So, uh, yeah, Uh, he has, uh, Scott has sent me his two cents worth that he put on Twitter. Um, Locked in a prison seems apt for during COVID-19 in the UK. Destroy a TARDIS, which is alive, does not seem like something Doctor would do. Writers could have had better ideas for that, e.g. Mavillan Mayday. Oh, Mavillan Mayday. Oh, do we have to watch Destiny of the Daleks? I don't know. It's got jokes about Daleks going upstairs. I get angry at those. Um, (laughs) uh, And uh, Scott also says, I'm not sure why I felt it was flat too. I really enjoyed it this time. Like, I remember maybe it was the weight of expectation. Like, watching it again, I was just like, Oh, this is just a silly romp now. Like this is just a fun bit of business. Yeah, I I, I may have felt a bit flat about it last time, but I I kind of am into it now. Like, and I think it's just the distance. I think sometimes you expect a lot from something, and it's disappointing because it's none of the things that you wanted it to be. Like, I didn't expect much from WandaVision, the Marvel series, and loved it because it was crazy. And then, so that set up an expectation for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I was like, you know, they're neither of them the best actors in the Marvel Universe, but I'm sure it'll be fine. And then it was the most disappointing thing in the world, apart from uh, old mate Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. He was great. Um, Wyatt Russell, is that his name? Anyway, he was the US agent. Uh, But then I found out later on there was apparently a whole, like, virus storyline in that that they cut out because there's all these weird scenes where it's like 
they're having a chat and it's like, you know, you don't know what it's like. You know, I've, we've, we've discussed this before. I'm like, you've never had a chat. You have never had a conversation before. Why do you suddenly act like you know each other? And I'm like, oh, that's one of those chats that got cut out. Uh, anyway, the problems with that are its own problems. I don't need to, we don't need to go into the Marvel Universe here. Um, anyway, I expected a lot from it. It was disappointing. Here's another thing I expected nothing from. The Mortal Kombat movie. So I made my fiance go and see Godzilla vs. Kong because I love Godzilla movies. Like, I don't want storylines from them. I just want monster smashing cities. Like, that's all I care about. And I got plenty of that. Um, and Ronnie Chang. Like, it's weird when someone you know is in a monster movie. Um, so, yeah, loved it. It was fun. It was very silly. And as a, you know, I was like, well, now I've taken you to see a terrible film that you didn't want to see, which, you know, he kind of enjoyed. He said it was a bit dumb. I'm like, yeah, I wanted it to be dumb and it was dumb and it, I loved it. Uh, so he wanted to see Mortal Kombat because he loves Mortal Kombat. So we went and I expected it to be the worst film of all time. And I really enjoyed it because it was stupid and it was fun and it never pretended not to be dumb. It was like, yeah, yeah, this is a dumb action film. Get on board. We are having fun. Um, so I think like having seen, I mean, maybe because I've seen this episode already and I knew what to expect from it, I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And it, I, I haven't seen it since that first watch. So it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, anyway, on to an email from a listener. Oh, I love the word listener. You know, we were never allowed to use it at radio. We're never allowed to call anyone a listener because it's like... Because I know you're there. Like, I'm talking to a person. Like, this is how you do broadcasting. You talk to one person as if you're having a one-on-one conversation with them. They're just not allowed to interrupt. And that is my favourite kind of conversation. Because if you ever speak to me in real life, I won't let you get a word in anyway. Um, so, <laughs> this is probably the best the best situation for me. Just sitting talking for 10 minutes to someone who can't talk back. Um, but you never talk to listeners or a groom full of people. Like, you never treat it like it's a gig. Look at me doing broadcasting teaching. What This podcast is very strange. Um, anyway, so this is an email from a listener. A listener says, uh, look, not exactly a theory, and I think I missed the window for this one anyway. No, 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 not at all. It's been 10 months. <laughs> Well, not quite 10 months. Um, But I was listening to your Revolution of the Daleks episodes where you were talking about the fact the show has taken the kid-friendly route rather than the more nuanced route uh, of, say, the new adventures. And I was thinking, why doesn't any given showrunner explore this thematic possibility? Oh, yeah. Um, Have the convoluted plots, nuanced characters, crazy stories, and adult themes. I feel like showrunners start off with this more adult who in mind, but when they actually get the reins, they quickly default to, well, not the norm, but nothing really out there either. Like, Tubes, there's footage of him as an audience member on some panel show, lambasting Pip and Jane Baker for writing childish pantomime stories back in the day. He was a child himself at the time. Um, (laughs) And basically saying Doctor Who could be a lot more adult. He even admitted to the fact Doctor Who needed to change in the age of Netflix or something to that effect where the show is competing against other innovative, slick, and complex shows, and then proceeds to not exactly continue with the status quo, but in tonality doesn't change a whole heck of a lot. And if anything produces a series that's more of the CBBC ilk compared to Moffat's run, I don't get it. I'm guessing the intention was to broaden the appeal of the show, but it objectively hasn't worked in terms of the viewing numbers. Maybe this is disputable given the different ways people are watching it now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the... 
overnights for everything are not what they were. Like, it seems like, oh, no one's watching television anymore, but they've basically changed what they consider to be decent numbers. Like, uh, Hard Quiz that I work on is, you know, one of the highest rating shows on the ABC, and it does, like, just under a million people nationally, which once upon a time would have been just enough to keep a show on air. Now it is considered a massive, massive rating, but that's because audiences are fractured and, you know, it's it's just, yeah, things have changed. Uh, anyway, our listener goes on. Sometimes I wonder what point these, at what point these people forget what it was like to be a kid watching the show. Maybe I'm just projecting, but my favourite stories when I was nine years old, which I assume is the target demographic, were the more wild ones, high concept. I really struggled watching the more pantomime Seventh Doctor stories, although oddly I can appreciate them now for what they are and can watch them with fascination rather than cringe. I don't really know where I was going with this one. I guess something along the lines of, why doesn't Who do adult? It may be a long bow to draw, but if modern TV has taught media execs anything, isn't it that people love and revel in complexity and nuance, like with Game of Thrones and others? All in all, I still like watching the current series of Doctor Who, but like every fan, I have my own idealised version, which I long to see on the screen, just like Chibs did once. From a listener. Look, I totally understand what you're saying, but I think... And maybe this is where the character of Jack Robertson comes from. There are commercial concerns going on with the BBC. They have toys to sell. They have a huge licensing arm that needs the show to be watched by families. Not so much children. It's a family drama. Uh, So, it's something that parents and children should watch together. So, if there's anything too adult and too confronting, then... You've got parents going, oh, no, I can't let my kids watch that. It's too much. And then, you know, then getting in trouble with the government and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's the BBC is a big organization. And I imagine there are bosses. There are bosses in China now. There are bosses in America. There are bosses here in Australia who all have, who are stakeholders in Doctor Who now and all have some kind of say. So, Like you say, Chibnall might have gone, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and then he gets word from non-high, which is, you can't do that because that's going to upset those people. You can't do that because it's going to upset those people. So, in reality, it's you are still writing to a narrow kind of field. And I guess what Moffat was doing was being crazy and kind of going, well, no one's going to notice this is completely out there. But then hopefully no one will notice either that I have not tied up any of these loose ends by the end of the episode. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, you can, you can be wildly inventive and creative, but ultimately it is a family show. You are telling stories for not just kids and not just parents. And I know it seems weird to say that. And that was something that happened with the new adventures, you know, in the wilderness years. And I know a lot of people who are, who grew up with Doctor Who now grew up in the wilderness years. So they've only known that kind of adult Doctor Who. And then they, you know, get this weird family, you know, kid-friendly version and are weird about it. But there are stories you can tell within those constraints and be creative with it. But it may not be to everyone's taste. But, you know, it is a fine balancing act. But, yeah, I honestly sometimes think that the Jack Robertson character is is the person saying, we can't have that. We need it to be a toy. Um, anyway, 
Fury from the Deep will be our next uh, episode. It's six animated episodes available on DVD and Blu-ray, possibly online. I'm not sure where it is. You can probably buy it from like the iTunes and things like that. You know how it goes. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.